<laughs> Perfect. Yay. All right. We're going to get this party started. I'm so excited. I'm really happy to like be seeing you and talking to you. It's always, it's always been too long. It's nice, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay, let's get this started. Uh, I am Stacy Tiro, and this is Changed for the Better. I'm Stacy Tiro, a high school performing arts teacher for over 25 years. I've taught a lot of amazing people. Now that so many of my students are adults, they'll teach me how, through the lessons in my classroom, they have been changed for the better. As you may or may not know, this is going to be 10 questions mm-hmm. that I ask everybody who comes on this little podcast thingy. And I want to get your impressions on what you learned when you were in the studio, you know, through thespians and how you carried that all through with you to your now adulthood. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll start with question number one, a very simple one. Tell me your name, the year you graduated and what you're doing with yourself right now. So my name is Elijah Fremont. I graduated Spring Valley High School in spring of 2015. Very good year. Right? (laughs) Um, And now I work in a restaurant in West Nyack. My brother opened up a restaurant. It's always been a a dream of his uh, to open a restaurant of his own. And so I've been working with him and um, helping him as best as I can, even just to, you know, be a part of like him achieving that something that he's always wanted to do for such a long time. It's been really special. And so um, that's what I've been doing as of late. You're such a good brother. Oh, no way. I'm just glad to, to know him, <laughs> love him, my brother, you know. And this is James? This is JP, yep. I actually, you know, I had James many, many years before you came into my classroom. Um, and every once in a while, we reconnect, I think, at your graduation party and a couple other places throughout throughout time. It was really, it's nice to, it's nice to see the old guard. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's fantastic. What kind of restaurant is it? It's a soul food restaurant. So, southern fried chicken, um, cornbread, mac and cheese, potato salad, all of the, you know, southern staples. And then sometimes we do like little specials, you know. Any vegan stuff? Because I know that you're a vegan. Oh, no. Actually, too, I didn't tell you. I'm not vegan anymore. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Welcome back, right? Finally. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so, oh, man. I think it's, at this point now, it's been like, I want to say four, four and a half months. Oh, my God. Um, and I don't know, maybe this will segue into the questions. Maybe it won't. I don't even know yeah. if it'll be I'm just going to like, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so as you know, for a long time, I was really heavy into veganism. Oh. Um, mostly for um, the health aspects of it, not really the ethical or you know, environmental aspects of it so, so much. Um, but what I found at the time when I was, um, you know, when I had begun considering eating meat again, 
it was really much more about like deeper questions that I had about, you know, my life and understanding and, you know, like, what is this life and where are we going and all these different questions that I had answered. And then at that point, I looked and I said, man, wow, when I, when I thought about going vegan, it was really much deeper questions about, of course, health and well-being. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as I learned, your diet is, you know, one component, of course, there's, you know, your mental health, or there's, you know, relationships, your faith or whatever sense of spirituality that people may have, mm-hmm. all different types of components that go into what, what your diet might be. But at that point, I had, okay, I'm done. And that's when I decided to um, bring back the meat. Wings and all. <laughs> wings and all. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it either way, whichever direction, whatever nourishes us. That's, I think, the most important thing. That's, that's amazing. Um, that's amazing. I'm happy. Okay. So let, let's look back a little bit. Sure. And I want you to use your adult brain mm-hmm. to describe your adolescent self. Okay. So I would say my adolescent self was stubborn, I would say. In a good way for some cases. And then in other cases, you know, I wouldn't listen. Um, or I wouldn't be willing to listen in times where I would say like, I should have been, you know, like more open to listen, especially from elders at the time, you know, mm-hmm. um, I was very zealous and eager to do new things. Mm-hmm. I think I still am in some way. Um, I was very eager to just do a, a bunch of different things, mm-hmm. but I would, I think I was like uh, exploring, searching. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, you know, as far as it came to like uh, school and, you know, education, mm-hmm. it was just always like, I really just wanted to do a lot and do everything and do everything really well, which <laughs> was, was, it's kind of like, you know, like hundred miles per hour all the time, every day, which then as I learned, uh, of course, you know, through like so many different experiences, like uh, started to see like what was meaningful and then what wasn't. And then, of course, growing into more of an adult sort of, then I, I began to understand, thankfully, like some of those things. Right. And we're going to we'll, we're going to talk a little bit more about that, that change, that transition. So we'll kind of like keep that in in the forefront. Nice. OK, so stubborn. Mm. And wanting to do new things, wanting challenges, wanting to do, be great at things. Yes. Which I I remember that because in in so many of the projects that that we worked on together, there was always that like, there was like kind of a sort of a searching um, aspect. Like you always wanted to look a little deeper. You always wanted a little bit to, to know a little bit more about whatever it was. And, you know, so, so Elijah was our, our Tony in West Side Story. And uh, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say that it was a stretch save for, you know, the couple of, you did a couple of shows, you know, with us uh, from your sophomore year. Oh no, no, you did, you did your freshman year. You were in Footloose that, that first year. Right. Um, 
so so to take you know that kind of iconic role in that iconic show i i thought it was a, a blessed event <laughs> Um, that was, I think, a stretch for, for all of us, like every, every single one of us. And, uh, we really wanted, we needed to dig in really deep to, to the, the show and the ideas behind it, uh, in order to be the best version of us in that. And, and so Elijah was really instrumental in, in taking sort of a leadership role in that. Um, and he and Manny, you know, best friends then playing best friends, you know, <laughs> and Manny and I were actually talking about it in, in our interview and that, that fateful Saturday when, uh, when Hans Elijah accidentally punched him in the face. <laughs> no, <laughs> we talked about that. It's very funny. Okay. So let's, <laughs> Oh boy. That's the resultant tirade that came out. <laughs> um, okay. So let's go to three, question three. So what was something that you can remember that happened in the studio that helped you to manage or to regulate your adolescent self? It's a great question. Um, I think one of the things that was pretty cool that happened in the studio over the course of a few years as well is as we went from our freshman year into our senior year, all the different productions that we did, what happened is we had this uh, group of friends that really started to like mold and form over that period of time. Um, even, you know, people who originally wouldn't have been interested in doing theater productions at all. Maybe they tried it out, they auditioned, Many got roles and, you know, came in like that. Um, I think um, having that group of friends at the time helped me understand um, not only, of course, the, the production and things like that, but it helped me feel like a sense of a family. Um, and that, like, helped me, like, um, you know, be, being a part of that family, like, on the stage and then, like, outside of school, we would always hang out. We were a very close-knit group. Um, that helped me a lot as well, having friends to talk to. And, you know, I know like uh, me, myself, Dion, Dwayne, Manny, we would always get together, Kinsley as well. Mm -hmm. uh, we would like play Monopoly and, you know, like have our time, guy time. And then we would be on stage, of course, and then in rehearsals. And then that sort of like bond would carry on and then it would help, um, on stage as well but most definitely that relationship of being in thespians mm -hmm. helped me um you know deal with my problems and struggles at the time mm -hmm. because of the relationships that were able to form from it so um i think that's the that's the best thing like about how to help me manage myself at the time yeah that 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 sense of family always like every year when we do senior powwow at the end of the year that that thing always that concept always comes out it's not it's not just socialization you know with your peers but it's like that integration and formation of a family from from people who wouldn't necessarily ever be in the same circle yep. you know like i feel like with theater we kind of just kind of pluck people from <laughs> the hallways and from wherever we, you come here, you come here. <laughs> and then in the end, because we're working on this 
common, it's not just a common goal, but like a much bigger picture than, you know, anything that any one of us could do individually. Yeah. And that, that create for such a long time too. I mean, like a production is like three whole months of like every single day after school, come on, let's do this. And, you know, you're just kind of beating everything to death, but, but, yeah. but together. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, you guys listen, we've had a lot of great classes and everything, but there was something very, very large and very cohesive about that class of 2015. I think all of my colleagues um, would, did we all say the same thing. Best class. Oh, 2015. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> really cool. So you are a part of that. Question four. What are some of the lessons that you learned in the studio that you think about or use today? So I would say the, the component definitely has to do with um, like when we perform different roles and different characters, we have to go through like a mindset change. Mm -hmm. And then we also have to go through like a behavior change, even if it's just for a moment in order to, to do that character, you know? Um, but then when you think about you know, our daily lives today, you know, like a certain mindset, certain character, like begets a certain result, even in your life, you know? Um, and that, that goes for, you know, your relationships, that goes for your work, that goes for, you know, whatever goals you set forward. If you look at, you know, the mindset and the, the character, whatever those, uh, those traits and those habits are that you are doing, uh, you kind of have to like, you know, like self-evaluate and then, you know, you know, become like uh, aware of like, what kind of character are you putting on, you know? So, you know, going into like a rehearsal, <laughs> of course, at the time, you know, we had whatever we were doing, exams, college applications, if we were juniors or seniors, and then <laughs> relationships like this person's boyfriend to that person's to girlfriend to whoever, <laughs> right? So we're, we're, you know, like all that high school stuff. Yeah. It's <laughs> distracting. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. So, <laughs> okay, so you come into, you come into the studio, you come into the dance room or on stage if we're getting closer to the show. And all of that that's going on, you kind of have to put it off, you know? Um, not that that's, and what ended up happening every time, of course. But um, <laughs> as far as like the lesson that I've learned now is like um, for wherever it, I want to end up in life, there's there has like the character has to match where you're going in life, mm -hmm. and it's a it's like we have like a choice to to play a part in our our character, our behavior like uh, what kind of mindset that we're going to like feed and like entertain and, and have to like live out our lives, you know? So, so you, you seem to be likening it, it to, you know, we, we play characters on stage, but you know, we, we present different characters to the world, you know, I mean, yep. we are who we are obviously, but yep. you would perform, you know, for your brother in a different way than you would perform for a client, which is different than you, how you would perform for a friend or your mother, you know, all the different interactions in our world, we kind of have to set ourselves up 
through the lens of the character, the character's needs, yep. everybody else around that character. That's really so profound. <laughs> yeah, a lot of mental sort of flexibility and 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 malleability, um, and and being able to adjust like on a dime if we need to. Exactly, and evaluating yourself, and of course, lists like that. Like, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Hmm. I always get, I've been getting like such, you know, different answers from different people. It's, it's sort of fascinating how each individual looks at their experience and looks at their lives. It's, there's a lot of connections um, and a lot of ways that they come together. And, and then just how we process and how we think things through is so individualized. It's really... So number five, how have you changed since you graduated from high school? You talked about stubborn. <laughs> you talked about wanting to, you know, you know, being, being a learner and loving, you know, learning and wanting to do everything, you know, the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. So those things could still be true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but how has it changed? How is it? How is it? So I would definitely say that you know, my faith and my uh, background, my religion, you could say, has definitely played a large role in um, shedding light on the understanding mm-hmm. of many of the questions that I was dealing with in high school at the time. Mm-hmm. And what I found, thankfully, is that as I've come to like, uh, as I've come to understand one of the things that's most meaningful now to me is um, living a life that's most pleasing to God and struggling with living a life that's most pleasing to myself Mm. and my own like uh, desires. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely will say that, you know, many ways in which I've changed, um, I've been able to learn. I'm still, of course, I'm still learning, but how to regard others um, as better than yourself and not to um, not to seek to exalt yourself like an arrogant mind you know Mm. because as much as I really loved and enjoyed all of our experiences in high school I had to like um, become aware and check like my my mind in how I came on stage how I regarded my fellow um, classmates and how I regarded also those I shared the stage with at the time you know and the beautiful thing is that it's like such a beautiful atmosphere when we can like uh, learn how to regard like others as you know a compassion and like a truly like a love of God and share it you know rather than like having a mind of like wanting to like you know serve myself and Mm -hmm. also at the same time not considering like my fellow classmates or like you know in the decisions that I make or even how I think of you know in my own mind of -hmm. course I believe in the God of the Bible the God that the Bible testifies to God the Father and God the Mother Mm -hmm. Um, and in learning um, so much I've been able to understand like uh, many of the questions that I was dealing with in high school Mm. of course as I mentioned about the the character if you think about like the many different components of a family right you have the father you have the mother and you have the children. That's, that makes a complete family. 
but each one of them has their own roles. Um, and so when I think about what's changed, mm -hmm. um, I think when I was in high school, I was really interested in just really like gung ho, do everything like, you know, oh, like that needs to be done. I can do that too. That needs to be done. Oh, maybe I can do that too. Like, and then what ended up happening was like I was saying, like I didn't even consider ourselves like as a, like in certain aspects, like working together, but so much so like what it was that I could do, you know, you know, and learning about um, God in the Bible and then like seeing how we should treat each other with a truly like a humility and a love and respect for each other that has been like the most um, impactful and uh, changing me mm -hmm. um, since high school mm -hmm. um, of course like um you know i cannot look at myself and say that i'm perfect you know but yeah. um, i'm really thankful to like see that some things have changed and i'm working of course to continue to change myself like this so right always trying to become a better version of ourselves yeah it's been really beautiful okay yeah number six so what would your adult self now tell your high school self now to help ease the way uh, i would definitely say You do not have to uh, take on uh, the responsibility or so-called responsibility of trying to live up to other people's expectations. Mm. Most definitely. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, so much pressure in high school that I felt like, and, and, and it's not, not to like say like, you know, to like blame or anything like this, anything like that, but in realizing how much, um, you know, of course, care and concern mm -hmm. came from teachers, parents, friends, you know, from everyone. Mm -hmm. it, um, it was very easy to not understand which what was actually um, the most meaningful because there were so many different answers uh, at, the at the time. So I would definitely say that I don't have, you don't have to live up to those expectations, but then also at the same time, it's okay to make a mistake and it's okay to like, actually, that's how you learn, <laughs> you know, through, through failing and making mistakes is actually how you learn. Don't be afraid of failing. You know, there's a saying that goes like, you know, you like you fail forward, like that, that uh -huh, kind of thing. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, I tell the kids all the time. I tell people, you know, we're here to, to, to learn, like to experience things and to figure out what works and what, what doesn't. And while we want some sort of, you know, product at the end, we always work towards some sort of product. It's the process. It's the effort. Am I better today than I was yesterday or better? Did I, do I have more understanding at the end of the class or the end of the rehearsal than I had at the beginning? Mm -hmm. And that's, that is what education is about. And especially arts education, because we're like trying so many creative things and creative creation is not, it's not a hard and fast rule. You know, we're, we're just trying to put things together that makes sense <laughs> and then entertain people and that touch people. So, Absolutely. and, and we're, I think we're going to probably get back to that idea as well. Question seven. And I do feel like 
you had sort of touched on it, but I'm going to see if you have a, a different answer. So what is something that you're grappling with now? <laughs> that's, that's a hard question yeah it is this it's, it's like so many possibilities so many things right yeah no. um i think pacing myself um i think making sure that i don't develop a mindset that like excuse me that i have to get everything right right away mm -hmm. um i guess like for a long time like my mentality was like I had to get everything right, right away in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, but now I've learned more so that it's better to take steps. And then also <laughs> not judging myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, it's like, it's so, it's so comforting to know that I don't have to judge myself, right? Because I mean, of course we wanna do good things, and of course, you know, we don't want to do bad things as, you know, pretty straightforward. But at the same time, understanding that I had mentioned earlier, uh, making mistakes and then being willing to accept constructive criticism or like correction, especially from those who, are, who love you and stuff. And it's hard because like we're like really stubborn and, you know, arrogant and hard headed sometimes. So like it's very hard for something to come in. But I also, um, I think that it, I think it matters who the criticism is coming from and in what spirit the criticism. Oh yeah, absolutely. If, it, absolutely. if, it's, if it's a criticism, but without judgment of you, yeah. if it's saying, so this is what went wrong yeah. and, and this is how maybe you can consider fixing it. Yeah. That's very different than just being criticized. Absolutely. Yeah. Thankfully that realization helped me understand that I don't have to judge myself and then ah if I can have like a a sense of self-awareness like a non-judgmental self-awareness mm -hmm. then how much better would it be for me to make effort to you know try to you know change myself a little bit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so and and filtering the people with good criticism from the people with less good criticism <laughs> less valuable criticism of course yeah exactly yeah. and not letting that emotionally um, impact you right. number eight tell me one thing you miss about your high school self and one thing that has gotten better from high school <laughs> maybe this one is not as and not as deep as all the other ones but um, how I used to dress, <laughs> I used to, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and maybe in a sense it has gotten a little better, but maybe it hasn't, I don't know. So, you know, like I used to have a lot of fun. Um, I would like wear, like there, there would be some days where I would wear like highlighter neon yellow sneakers with like <laughs> navy blue pants and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maroon t-shirt whatever was comfortable right but then there were some days where I'd come in with like three-piece suit bow tie handkerchief <laughs> yeah. you know um, it so. wasn't as practical as we are now <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> oh man that's awesome um so I think that like 
that aspect was uh, something that I miss about high school. Like, you know, like a uh, fashion sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then I think, um, let's see, one thing that has gotten better. Um, yeah, no. Hmm, let me see. One thing that's gotten better. Um, my relationship with my mom has gotten a lot better. Um, yeah, right. Because <laughs> it's... Um, that I remember in high school, that was really like a really big struggle for me. I never understood my mom's point of view. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, of course, you know, that time, 17, 18, it's like a, a wildfire, you know what I mean? Yes. And so, <laughs> so I didn't understand at the time my mom's point of view. She wanted what was best for me, regardless of if it was what I wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. um, and she, even though I was so stubborn to fight against it, she still loved me. She was still patient with me. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like she had that, you know, like, okay, one, you know, you'll realize, you know, soon enough. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, she's still um, really like supportive. Even in the times when she didn't understand, um, even when she came to understand, she was like, wow, you know, I didn't know that extracurriculars were like something that was good for your education and stuff like that. Mm. And it's, I'm really thankful, but it's gotten so much better now, even when we, when I went away to college and then she, um, that distance apart made us appreciate each other. And you matured too. Your brain developed too. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. Like, uh. I think I, I've learned that like mothers are like so amazing, you know, and like, they're like, <laughs> like, if you even think about it, even in nature, like you always see like how the mother would risk her life just to just for that little, you know, cub or little baby or whatever it is, you know, mothers are truly uh, special. And, you know, I think we should like uh, definitely appreciate them more. Well, for all mothers, for all mothers out there, I thank you. <laughs> yes. From all mothers out there, I thank you. Absolutely. Um, you mothers are like really, really, truly special. Mm. And that's gotten so much better in my relationship with my mother. Um, really thankful for that. That's great. That's, that's everything, man. Yeah. When, when, when kids and parents can, you know, coexist and understand and appreciate each other, even if they're different, even if they have different thoughts about things, it's like, it's like, okay, you, you, you hold my heart. I hold your heart. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is where you get to wax poetic, perhaps. Um, <clears throat> if you could give a piece of sage advice to high school students now, what would it be? good question mm -hmm. had two good answers so far and they were actually quite similar so i'm curious <laughs> to see which direction you go wow okay <laughs> I'm, I'm in a direction now okay I'm in a direction now okay i would say wow <laughs> Can I tell you something before you? Yes, absolutely. Emily, Emily had the exact same. She was like, she laughed. Uh huh. <laughs> I would say. A married couple, right? And then she would laugh again. <laughs> it would like the. I should show you the clip. It's hilarious. 
Um, a piece of sage advice to high school students now, humble yourself and listen to your mother. That's all I got. Simple. I need to say much more than that. No, you don't actually. <laughs> you really don't. <laughs> that, that encapsulates it, right? <laughs> humble yourself, listen to your mother. Yeah. Remember that people. Yes, please <laughs> your mother knows. Oh, I love that. Okay. So question 10 mm-hmm. um, really has nothing to do with high school mm-hmm. and has everything to do with self-care. So I want you to tell me three self-care practices that you do to center yourself, to regulate yourself, to bring you back to a more mindful place. I got one. Let me see. Okay. I'm thinking of two others. Mm-hmm. We'll start, start with the first one. Okay. And then often what happens, you start talking and then the others kind of like pop up. Okay. Yeah. So the first one definitely, um, and it, and this goes back to, um, this goes back to my faith. Um, number one is like, uh, like the Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. It's a day of uh, spiritual rest that God gives to his people. Mm-hmm. And that definitely is like the, like one of the most important things as far as like uh, self-care is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we, uh, we come before God and he cleanses us. He makes us holy and makes us, uh, he blesses us like this. Um, that's one. Number two, I would definitely say is <laughs> um, take a day off. <laughs> we're good at this I was never good at um knowing how to or allowing myself how to take a day off um and you know of course that's like the that's individualized you know like I don't you know there's like there has to be like a a time where you have you allow yourself to have downtime because you know of course we always want to be productive and you know we want to get things done and for me sometimes like you know, relaxing a little bit, you know, like I feel like a guilty conscience, like, hey, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, right. So take a day off and then spend quality time with your family. Mm. Like my mom, my brothers at work, but then also sometimes outside of work is necessary too. (laughs) It's necessary too, so. It's all good. That's, that's amazing. You, you definitely shared some valuable insights. I came up these questions <clears throat> when I came up with the idea. I was like, what can I ask them? That's going to like tie it all together. And um, I think, I, I think I came up with, with 10 good questions. Cause I ask it and people go, Hmm, <laughs> like they have to really <laughs> yeah. think hard about it. Mm-hmm. I am grateful for your participation, for your sharing of yourself and giving of yourself. Um, back then in 2011 to 2015 <laughs> and and now and and in all of the time in between you know because you and I have sort of stayed connected and kept trying to you know come back to each other and and uh, so in Emily's interview we talked about Green Street mm-hmm. um, yeah she told me you gotta you gotta bring that back somehow <laughs> you gotta find a way to bring that back even though oh. now you're eating chicken wings but you know. 
now when we do taco night, we can just do taco night. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to do impossible tacos. <laughs> now we can just do taco night. That's right. That's right. Hi, Emily. <laughs> Episode two. I, I thank you once again. And I'm excited that we had this conversation. And uh, join me next week for episode four, whoever that's going to be. <laughs> Yay!